Welcome to the Reverberations Podcast, where we explore the human experience and the journey of self-discovery. Thank you for tuning in. I'm your host, John Stewart, founder of 365, author, sound alchemist, specialist in vibrational medicine, and integrative wellness with a focus on emotional trauma. As always, it's an honor to share this time and space with you, as well as what supports this podcast. There's no questioning the importance of our dietary intake in regards to our overall health and wellness goals. Known as a transformation company, I was introduced to Purium a little under a year ago and implemented it as a staple in my daily personal and professional practice. Designed in consideration of human physiology, human metabolism, and human potential, the Daily Core 4 is made up of four pillars of natural Purium products to cleanse the body and satisfy its critical needs at a cellular level. Their products fit any preferred dietary lifestyle, whether you're looking for detox, life transformation, nourishment, weight loss, immune support, fitness, gut health, you will be supported on your journey. And perhaps what I appreciate the most is that Perium is in alignment with my values, sourcing from organic, sustainable farmers and practicing eco-friendly shipping with a commitment to be plastic free by the end of 2021. Perium is a quality, trusted company with a vested interest in spreading economic freedom through plant-based wellness. Visit ishoppurium.com. That's I shop P. U-R-I-U-M dot com. Enter referral code AmplifyYourLove for $50 off your first order. At 365, our mission is to facilitate and support the maximization of human potential and global sustainability by advocating whole health and promoting harmony within and throughout. 365's products and services are based on the ontology of mind, body, spirit, Sound, where we address the full spectrum of well-being, physical, spiritual, mental, and emotional wellness. My mission as a practitioner is to lead clients to a clear and gentle understanding of their inner truth, untangling the energetic and subconscious constriction within our mind and body at a core level, loosening the intensity of belief patterns that no longer serve us, and providing an opening for us to remember and return to a state of harmony, natural vibrancy, and complete state of well-being. It all begins within, and it all begins with you. For 10% off products and services, enter code IAMLOVED at checkout. Thank you all for tuning in to another edition of Reverberations. This is John Stewart with 365 and Amplify Your Love. I am beyond grateful to share our guest today. We have Michael Boydy, who is a director, cinematographer, executive producer, TEDx speaker, all around just incredible human with a massive heart to share the healing power of sound with us. And he is the uh, director and the executive producer of Heartbeats, a documentary film focused on the healing power of sound and the power of music that goes beyond entertainment, where there's experts, doctors, musicians, sound healers. DJs that are going to be featured in this documentary that share the potency of sound, music, vibration, and how that facilitates healing at a subtle energetic level. 
Along with that, he also hosts the Heartbeats podcast, where that dials into the power of music and sound, where it's created to share research ideas and personal stories regarding the power of music. It's been an honor to share in this journey with Michael and to get to know him on a deeper level and to know all he is of service to. And beyond that, to learn his story and how it came to him about the potency of sound the power of music and how it facilitates healing at a subtle energetic level. So I would like to introduce our guest today, Michael Boydy. Thank you so much for joining us. Uh, it's again, it's an honor to have you here and uh, just share a little bit about yourself, your journey and uh, you know, what's inspired you along this path. And uh, if you would love to share a little bit or a lot about your documentary heartbeats. Wow, what an introduction. Thank you so much for that. That was beautiful. And uh, I'm really grateful to be on your show. I'm really grateful to be sharing my story with people. And uh, there's a lot to say. So I guess we can get started with, you know, how it all started. Um, you know, it's it's sort of a long story, but I'm going to rehash it in the most uh, eloquent way I can. It, it was uh, um, about 2012. And I was flying over um, an old church in Guatemala for a film I was working on, a documentary. And um, we basically were in what's called the dead man's curve. <laughs> mm. And we ended up uh, crashing the helicopter. Uh, after 500 feet, we fell about five, six, 700 feet in the air. I don't know exactly, but we crashed on top of a roof, uh, just to the side of this ancient church that we were flying around. And uh, I awoke to, uh, you know, it was probably the scariest experience of my life, obviously. And yeah. uh, I woke to uh, you know paramedics uh, at some point pulling me out of the helicopter, and I realized at that point that I couldn't move at all. I had no ability to sit up or or uh, or do anything. We had uh, crashed so hard that the back of the helicopter was completely separated from itself, and the roof of the helicopter came down so hard that it crushed my skull, and and you know the impact uh, from the crash basically smashed all of our backs, uh, wow. breaking, breaking all of our backs on board. It was, it was mm. not a fun experience. Uh, I'm really grateful to be talking to you right now. And it's, it's fact, it's still a miracle that, you know, when you look at the wreckage, um, that I'm still here. So it was yeah. uh, quite a journey through that experience. But, um, as they say, all things, um, sometimes, when the, the most worst thing in your life, the most terrible accident, the worst trauma somehow turns into some sort of blessed miracle, I guess. And um, yeah. that's sort of why I'm on this mission right now. And I'm here talking to you is uh, I've basically have found the key to healing and I found it through music and I found it through dance and I found it through movement and community and being around positive energy and allowing yourself to uh, really shift your energy because sometimes all this trauma and this this things that get stored in our energy field can create a lot of dis-ease which they create disease and they create uh, pockets of uh, stress and they create um, you know sometimes cancerous things or sometimes just um, uh, heart attacks or sometimes strokes um, sometimes life-altering, you know, uh, diseases or things that we can't figure out. And a lot of this is induced by, you know, stress and stuff like that. So being able to shift your energy is what I learned from this experience. And I'm going to take you through that whole thing. It's just a, 
that was a, a summary of how I got to where I am right now. And it's a beautiful story. And um, yeah. I decided to, through my experience to make a film about this. I've been a filmmaker for over 25 years. Uh, I went to film school in San Diego State University. Um, I really love making movies. I've been involved in music my whole life as well. I've been uh, writing and playing in uh, bands and producing music since I was a kid. And uh, it was something that I wanted to do forever. It was play, just play music. But I soon realized I had other passions and my parents uh, really inspired me and wanted me to go to school and uh, find something that I really love to do. And I found film to be one of the things that, you know, was really, really a way to um, inspire people and to, 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 to have a message and to be able to, to, to direct something that would be powerful and poignant and inspirational was something I've always wanted to do. And I've always been inspired by film. I've always been inspired by music. It's led me to everything from, you know, I, I grew up listening to the doors and uh, Jim Morrison was very, very much a hero or, or legend in my eyes. And he yeah. kind of led me from Chicago to uh, California. I ended up going to film school and I ended up, you know, moving to Venice shortly after that. And, and um, really kind of felt called not to necessarily follow in his footsteps, but to, um, to be involved in as much music and theater and movies and um, entertainment that I could find because it was something that gave me this thrill inside. It gave me like a dream. It gave me hmm. um, a passion or a fire inside that kept me going. And so now here I am making a film about music. <laughs> <laughs> the, two th the two things I love most. Love it. And yeah. And it, I really realized this, uh, you know, I'm going to go back to my crash a little bit, but I realized this after my crash, uh, after I've had my surgery, I went through physical therapy. I was still basically um, not broken, but I was very stiff and I was sore and I didn't feel like me. I was very overweight from sitting for so long. Um, my life wasn't where it used to be and I wasn't working um, on the jobs I used to be doing. I was traveling the world before the crash and I was seeing so many countries from above and I was um, really, really living life in a different um, aspect that I've ever imagined. It was like a dream come true. And that crash kind of changed everything for me in so many ways from my, my income levels to my, um, my, what I did for a job, what I did for fun, what I did in general, everything mm -hmm. changed. And um, my friend, after about a year and a half, when, when he felt like I was ready for it, he said, uh, I'm going to take you to this place out in the desert and it's called Burning Man. I don't think you, you you've never heard of it, but I know you belong there. And I feel like <laughs> you know, you're going to have a really good time and you're going to, you know, this might be good for you. And I was like, what's Burning Man? I have no <laughs> right. idea what that is. <laughs> and and uh, he's like, just trust me, you belong there. I went last year, and it's the most amazing thing I've ever seen. He's like, you know, there's this beautiful art in the desert and music, and you're just gonna like, it's gonna change your life, I bet. And I'm like, cool, I'm I'm down for that. I've been sitting around forever, and I've done nothing but just kind of sit and really haven't experienced much in the last year and a half. So I would love to do anything. Yeah. And so he took me, and that experience changed my life like he said forever i am mm -hmm. now on a mission on a path that has led me to where i am right now and that happened through just days of being what they call at home 
at, yeah. at the burn. When I arrived, they said, welcome home. I was like, what are you talking about? And they're like, welcome home. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> okay. And All you right. and you, you do these like little sand angels and you lay down in the sand when you first get there. And you're like, okay, this is fun. You're know, like, I'm getting I'm getting dusty already. So like uh, you know, a couple days go in and you start to settle in a little bit that this isn't like any other place you've ever been. This is something that is really extraordinary and something really profound. And that somebody set this up for a bigger purpose than yeah. just going to a party. It's not a party. Whatever someone thinks it is, it is not a party. You may party when you're there a little bit, but it's not a party. It is truly a life-changing experience, especially if you're open to one. And I wasn't really aware that I needed one, but <laughs> <laughs> it it gave me one. And um, it was a beautiful, beautiful experience. And I'm so grateful I went. And I'm so grateful for the people that I met there I literally could feel my energy shifting within the few days that I was there. I could literally feel the weight coming off me, the energy flowing through me. I could feel the music and frequencies and nature and the sunshine. And I was like, what is happening to me? Like, I, the, this isn't normal. Like, I feel like <laughs> the best I've ever felt in my whole life. And I've done a lot of things. And I was just like smiles from ear to ear. Like you literally haven't seen a smile on my face this big ever. And I literally was running around going, I, like I was a little kid again and feeling like there was no pain, no stress, no stiffness, no soreness, no anxiety. I literally felt at home. Wow. It was the true, sorry, I get a little choked up. It was a true meaning of like feeling at home, like, you're embraced by a community of people that take you in and make you feel really good about yourself and really give you a sense of yourself because we are reflections of each other. And yeah. You start to see the beauty in like everything so differently. It's like you're there from sunset to sunrise and you're watching all of this magic happen around you and you're part of it. And the only reason it's happening is because you are doing it because people like us that are there are creating this experience. It's not, you're not paying for someone to give you an experience. You are the experience. Wow. And when you figure that out, that you are creating your own experience, it gives you a reflection in life that everything we do is a creation, that we create our own experience and that the only person that's going to do it is you. And if everybody starts to create this experience together, then we all create a beautiful experience together. And if we're all intentions are there and if all we're there to do is to party, then it's a different intention. And that's not the intention of Burning Man. The intention is to bring yourself there with all of your game and all of your love and all of your like energy and help to build a community together to, to make a better place for everybody. Love that. And it's really amazing what happens. And it's like when you're there before it starts and you're there till after it ends and you see this incredible city being built, before your eyes and it's just by people like you and me that are being paid you start to question yourself a little bit you start to question your own reality and what you've been doing and why why we do what we do and it's really profound what you go through and and, and uh, the elements in the environment from the extreme heat to the extreme cold and to maybe not having all that you need sometimes and then a friend comes by or just this random stranger comes by and gives you what you need mm. or, or maybe that you, they don't have what they need and they're struggling and you happen to come by and you're able to help them out. That's like the greatest thing in the world. 
and nobody's asking for any money. Nobody's trying to, you know, scam anybody or sell anybody anything. They just want to give you an experience and to give themselves an experience. And that's what I had. Mm. So uh, I went to the temple this one day after a friend who I'd met there said, you should definitely go to the temple one day after hearing what I'd been through in my crash and hearing a little bit about, you know, who I am. She's like, you definitely need to go to the temple. And it's a very powerful place. I suggest you go alone and just really, you know, spend some time there. I was like, wow, that's pretty profound right there. Like, what's the temple all about? And yeah. she's just like, you just got to see for yourself. I can't, I can't explain. So after a night, you know, all out, some friends, sunrise is coming up and they're like, let's go home. And I was like, uh, I think I'm just going to go over to the temple for a little bit. I need to go, uh, you know, just go do my thing there. And they're like, oh, cool. We'll see you at home. We'll see you back at the RV. So uh, I get over to the temple. And as soon as I walk up, like the skin on my hand, my, my back of my neck and my arms just goes like raises up. And I can feel this energy that I've never felt before. Like a really powerful, like beautiful, I don't know, warm, inviting experience. Like, energy and so i walk in this place and there's a giant like monolith um onyx stone in the middle of it and it's a pyramid we're inside of a giant pyramid it's so big it's so giant i can't even explain to you how big this pyramid is it's like wow. ridiculously big and then there's two small pyramids attached to that which are even still giant for the size of what i'm saying small yeah and it's called the temple of holiness and um I walk into this place and there's people crying all over the place. There's, um, there's people having a ceremonies, there's weddings, there's, um, people, uh, literally on their knees and just, you know, praying and there's people, um, just sitting and meditating. There's people, um, you know, hugging and it's just this beautiful place that I'd, mm. I'd never experienced before. And I was like, what is this? And I walk in and I see people writing on the walls and, and, you know, putting up, um, loved ones that had passed on and stuff. So it's very much a temple for, for all things and for, for energy to be exchanged there. And it was like this really powerful place that seemed to be ultra focused under this pyramid with the stone. And like, I've never experienced anything like it. So it was probably the most like wide, wide eye opening experience I've ever had. Yeah. And so uh, someone gave me a, a marker and then after I was, you know, I saw some like markers and, and someone had a couple extra and I asked him for one. And I went and found a little spot for myself and I sat down and um, I started writing on the wall, like gratitude for you know being here and gratitude for my parents for having me and you know, gratitude for my grandparents for all of this, and all the things that they, they provided me. And I was, I was sitting there just meditating and thinking about all this, like, I left my body for what seemed like, you know, maybe a few minutes was hours. And I was in this deep state of consciousness that I'd never been in before that was only induced just by really just breathing and meditating and intentional gratitude. And I just sat there. And when I woke up, um, I was shaking and crying and on the ground a little bit and someone said are you okay 
And I had this experience. Where I woke up and I was like, I think I'm, a, I think I'm fine. And I woke up and I literally realized like these flashes of all the stuff that had happened just over that period of time was the most beautiful epiphany. It was, it was like my grandparents sitting with me at a table, all of my grandparents sitting with me at like a table, like a kitchen table or something. Wow. And um, this other being there, like kind of my my grand my grandpas were both standing next to them. I was like they were standing there, and they were telling me that I was here for a purpose, and that they saved me from that crash. And that that crash was, you know, a wake up call for me to have this experience to share with the world that music is the key, mm. and that you know we can if we if we all embrace in this frequency and this energy that we can release energy and trauma and like i didn't understand all of this at the time it was just what the yeah. kind of like this conversation was about and it was like this beautiful thing where we were just sharing like all this experience of each other that we hadn't talked about and they were telling me why i was here and and i when i came out of this experience and i walked out of that temple it was as if someone stuck it like a usb chip in the side of my brain and gave me all this information that I was supposed to decipher. Wow. That's powerful. And I just felt like, I felt like a new person. Like I literally was like, what has just happened to me? And what, what a profound experience was that? And like, what am I supposed to do with all this? I, I know that I'm supposed to like do something really, really big. And it literally just hit me at like a ton of bricks when I walked out of that thing. It was like, you're a filmmaker you're supposed to make a movie that's going to change the world with this. This is going to, this is, this is what you're going through is going to inspire and change the world. You need to let people know about this. And like, I literally, when I went home, all I did was research music, sound, energy. Where did it come from? And it took me this down, this deep, dark, not dark, this deep rabbit hole that kept going and going and going and going and turning into more things and more things and more things. And I kept meeting more people. I kept going to more and more festivals and more and more festivals. And every festival I went to, I felt better, stronger, like more conscious, more aware, more in tune, more receptive, more. It just kept altering my my being and my energy till I felt like this. I was on top of the world again. And I felt like I had now on a path or a journey and it was giving me all of the information I needed along the way. And all I had to do was just keep showing up. And so I just kept showing up and I would go to every single festival that was in a unique place where I was invited. And I just went to every single festival you could possibly go to. And I would show up with my camera and I would film it and I would interview people. And I would start to realize that every single person I met and every single thing I was doing was all leading me up to this like, this documentary that I wanted to film and they were all helping me. And it was like, I know I'm supposed to be here. I know this is what's supposed to be happening. I know that I'm on the right path. It just felt right all of a sudden. And it gave me a purpose and it gave me a reason to help inspire other people from what I had gone through. And so that somebody could maybe heal faster or feel better without having to go through all of that trauma and all of that, you know, stress and wonder and, it really takes, you know, sometimes, you know, you do have to go through things, but if someone can help alleviate your stress a little bit easier without, there's a lot of people taking medications and pills and I was refused that kind of stuff. I didn't take any kind of pain pills. It was the one thing the doctor really stressed on me when I got out of, 
the hospital in Guatemala or why I was there after surgery. I was there for a month, by the way. I didn't mention that. I was there and they took really good care of me and they kept ensuring that I wouldn't take really uh, any kind of heavy pain medication because they knew that I would, one, maybe become addicted and two, maybe not be able to give me the ability to ever walk again because I'd be so weak that I wouldn't be able to, um, you know, adapt. And, and it was very, very painful. It was probably the worst pain I've ever gone through. Months and months and months of pain without pain medication. And I didn't know about sound therapy and I didn't know about music as a healing modality. I just sat and I sat and I sat and I sat and I didn't take the pain pills, but I wasn't addicted to anything, you know? That's amazing. So I would like to just help people, help others not ever have to take those pills and not have to go down that route, you know? Do you still experience pain at all now? Um, not generally, no, I don't. That's amazing. I don't, have, I don't have any pain anymore. It's the only time I ever get a little bit stiff is if I'm a long, long plane ride or I'm a long car ride, which seems to happen to everybody. So Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Like, uh, I can definitely feel where my back was broken. It feels okay. a little stiff sometimes, you know, and it's yeah. It's only what I realize the more you move, the more you, the more you allow yourself uh, energy to flow and not just sit stagnant, you really give yourself the oil and the, the, the mobility that you need to continue Absolutely. without, without hurt. And then when you were, so when you were at burning man and you had these awarenesses that came to you um, and you, you, you know, you heard the message that said, you know, this, this is what you have been gifted. This has been your experience. And this is why you are here to be able to share this medicine, to be able to uh, be an advocate for music as medicine, for vibration, for movement. Um, at that point in time, what was your, uh, your physical well-being at the time? Were you fully mobile at that time? Where, where were you in your mind and, and in your body and in your spirit at that time? Were you at the beginning stages of, of coming to you know, your, your full-scale healing or were you still working through that at that time? Well, it's funny because you, you don't realize the stages that you're in until you get through the stage. Right. And uh, I had gone through you know, six months of um, physical therapy after my surgery, so I sat for a few months first, I couldn't do anything. So you sit for about a month, maybe two months. And then when you're able to actually like get up and move a little bit, then they, they start to get you into physical therapy. So about three months after the surgery, I was able to start attending physical therapy. And then for six months, I was able to do therapy before my insurance ran out. Okay. In those six months, um, they focus on like Pilates and they focus on strength training. They focus on just getting your core back to a place um, so that you have more strength in that area. And they really, um, really helped me a lot. It did, it did me wonders, but I was still extremely sore and I was extremely stiff. I just was able to be able to walk a bit and I was able to, um, to do a job if I needed it, but I couldn't really lift much and I couldn't, it was just a, a, um, a time thing too. I realized right. you know, over time I could have, could have kept getting better um, no matter what, it just, uh, you amplify the speed process. You, you literally, like, you heal so much faster as soon as you're around an environment that allows you to feel movement and feel energy. And that music 
at that place at, at, at in in the desert it was just pumping through me those frequencies and mm. it was giving me this energy that was like alive if made me feel alive again and i hadn't ever felt like that in a long time and i was very depressed i was so depressed when i got into burning man that uh i really realized you don't realize it like i said until you, you go through it and it, right I didn't realize how depressed I was. I was I wasn't treating myself right. I wasn't thinking right, and I wasn't doing conscious things for myself. Yeah. But after that experience, I realized how much better I felt mentally, physically, spiritually. Like I was like a brand new person when I came back uh, to my apartment. When my neighbors looked at me, and he's like, "What happened?" To you? <laughs> He's like, you are glowing. I've never seen anything like this. What happened to you? And I was like, really? He's like, yes. you can see that? He's like, oh my God. Magic. Like, I would, and he was a photographer. He's like, I want to capture this. This is incredible. Yes. And oh, I love that. It was really a beautiful thing. Like a lot of people had come up to me that had, ne- that had known me for my whole life or many, many years and go, and reintroduce themselves. That's how much different wow. my energy and everything. Wow. Like, hey, I'm so, I'm like, are you joking? Like, no, it's, it sounds, I'm like, it's me, Mike, Mikey. And they just, they couldn't like it. triple take. Like what, what, what? <laughs> yeah. yeah. For That's someone who so had seen here for a few years, it was yeah. completely astonishing. Yeah. So, um, I really, really, really felt a major shift after that burn, which was about a year and a half after my accident. So it took some time, you know, it took yeah. time to, took time on all levels to, to go through the pain, to go through the process of not being able to do all the things you used to do and wondering what your purpose really is here. And that, that was probably a lot of the time sitting was just me going, what am I supposed to do now? Like, this right. is not what I was used to. I was a very active person. I was very used to traveling and seeing the world and filming and just being active. And, um, you know, we our paths change sometimes and we realize afterwards that um there's a big reason for it and i'm so grateful that i had that experience now and i'm so grateful to understand it because it does give me a purpose every day it's fun to go work those jobs and it's fun to travel and i can still do that and i still do however i still now get to do um, have my I have a passion every day to wake up to share this experience with the world in a positive way and utilize um, that experience to enhance other people's lives and not let them go through all the stress and trauma and depression that I may have gone through, yeah. which is kind of what, you know, when you have, I don't have kids, but I can see like what my parents wanted to do for me. You always want to, as an elder or a person that's gone through something, you want to pass it on so that they don't have to go through exactly what you went through. And, um, you know, you kind of asked me earlier on, you know, what could we do uh, to the world to co-create? And I'll, I'll answer that a little bit later on in more detail, but I really feel like if everyone just passes on some of their knowledge and experience and allows other people to, you know, you know, it's a, a, a yeah. teacher student thing in life, you know? So as long as we all become the teacher and we all are the student, we all gain, we all benefit from that. And sharing our experiences and our stories and our emotions with people openly um, is a really good way to help others, you know? Absolutely. The power of sharing our experience, you know, the, you know, the adage, you know, sharing is caring, um, you know, it, it truly is. And, you know, the, the ancient indigenous, you know, cultures 
have have that down of where the power of story and sharing our wisdom and passing that on allows for us to you know to experience the depth uh the depth and the potency of that and you know that's there's there's so much validity to that and it creates connection and connection is what we're here for right the human connection absolutely absolutely you know the human yeah. experience is to be experienced you know the days of the lone wolf are there over and uh you know you shared something so powerful before about connectivity of you know of burning man or festivals and how music brings so many people together one of the things that i loved the most of what you shared is the intent and you know if we're going in with the intention of going to a party it's way different than going with the intention for what is my experience going to be what is going to be revealed to me what is going to show up how can i be of service how can i support what magic is going to be in this experience for me and you know it's a totally different experience and i love that you pointed that out because i was going to ask you you know what was a defining moment that brought about a deeper sense of clarity purpose and healing for you um and when you were just sharing about just simply the journey of going to burning man and the steps leading up to the temple that in and of itself there were so many things that could be touched upon in there of where you were transforming from the inside out and the temple just allowed for that experience to all just come forward and, and to come to the surface and the magic to just be fully revealed from within and um you know that's so beautiful and and thank you for sharing that because uh you know the intent that we have uh is is so important and the the power of connection uh is why we are here and and music has a beautiful way of facilitating that and amplifying the message even more so i need to touch on that because i just watched a documentary yesterday <clears throat> a little bit or two days ago and um i call it, I had to turn it off actually because it was called woodstock 99 and um they tried to recreate woodstock i don't know if you went to it or if you know about it yeah Yep. <laughs> and they packed 400,000 people in no place and they didn't have enough food and water and they didn't were able to weren't able to clean the porta potties out properly and like these people were swimming in crap and like literally had zero intention when they were there. It was just more garbage and more crap and more there was girls raped. There was mm. um, people groped constantly. There was it was basically like girls gone wild meets a frat party. Wow. And when I see something like that, and I wonder if that's what people think going to a festival is like. Right. And that's the experience they're supposed to have. I feel really, really bad. I felt I felt me it made me feel ill that that's what that that's what people are experiencing and that's what people want in with that experience to have. Or that that's what they continue to um add to because the artists themselves on the stage had to ask people to stop groping women and stop being such, you know, violent to each other. And they were like, there was people burning down um, uh, food places because they were charging too much. Wow. I mean, I, it was disgusting. Like I'd never seen a festival and tend to represent Woodstock and peace and love and that energy that's supposed to be into a community and supposed to be into a festival. It was all about money 
It was all about greed. They didn't have a vibe. They literally put every single act from Britney Spears to Korn to Metallica to whatever. It, it, it was literally like a giant joke. Wow. And when you see something like that and you see the intent that was put into that, it really makes you wonder what someone was thinking and why they would ever do something like that and why they would want to um, contribute to society that way and then call it Woodstock. Like yeah. it really made me ill. And like, you know, we go to Burning Man to have this experience to take care of each other and to yes. like, look out for each other and to create a community, a sustainable community that doesn't rely on, you know, everything else and a bunch of a bunch of supplies it's it's really about being creative about letting go and sharing caring and giving and not just take and take and take and waste and take and it's the intent it's truly yeah. about intent and i learned so much from burning man that i bring all of that energy all of that consciousness all of those those um commandments that we we follow back to those principles back to my work and back to my life and back to my friends and back to my family. Like this is the way I, I believe we were originally supposed to be to each other. And I think some of that gets lost in translation when you're out in this big cities and it's all about advertising and marketing and money and greed. And, you know, I got to get here faster and, and, and do this better. And that mentality only goes so far. And right. it's a really shame that, you know, people live like that and people think like that and i'm hoping you know through this movie it'll change the way we think and feel about life sound and music because you do start to alter the way you think and the way you do things when you realize that it's not the best intent and it's not doing people good where you wouldn't treat your family or your kids like that you know right it's it's just Let's all treat each other the same. Let's all be good to each other. Let's 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 empower each other. Let's lift each other up, and 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 share in each other's uh, you know growth, and not be envious and um, greedy and try to take from others. It's just a source of abundance for all of us when we all put in. And it shouldn't be that difficult. It's not. It's actually easier to all share and give a little bit than to just keep taking and taking because eventually the resources run out if everyone's taking, you know, yeah. we always have enough resources when everyone's giving and everyone's getting to share. It's, it's how the universe works. That's it's so true. When we allow ourselves to engage and to connect and to participate and to share and to allow our heart, uh, you know, to lead the way, and to break down those those barriers and the boundaries that hold us back from sharing in those moments with people that are around us. One of the things that I wanted to ask you, um, you know, when when you had left Burning Man and it came to you, and you had all of these awarenesses that came forward, and you said you began on it right away. What was it that? you wanted to dial into and did you just start you know when you got home you know you said that you were taking notes and and uh you know you were you were getting the framework for it did you have an idea right then and there that this was the direction that you were going to be going to be of service to this no not at all in fact it just was a bunch of like it's a lot of information that was there and it's like you had to kind of decipher like a giant puzzle and it was <laughs> what is what is why do i feel this way why did why does music why did i feel so good 
what made me feel so much better from that music? You know, why did mm. I? And I really thought it was something in the electronic music, to be honest with you, because that's all I heard the whole time. And I've been playing rock music my whole life and reggae and things. And I've always loved music, but I never felt music in, a, in an extended period of time without any sort of break in it that kind of got me into this um, trance, so to speak. And mm -hmm. that's when I realized there was something different about the electronic music that we were experiencing in nature that that you don't experience um, at a rock concert. You basically, at a rock concert, people stop and clap after a song and they do another song and it, people go for a drink and they go get, they go to the bathroom and they're standing up in their seat and there's security every round and it's like a different experience. And people are on the phone now. More than ever, everyone's on their phone at a, at a, at a concert. I can't even stand being at a concert. Yeah. At Burning Man, or at these festivals in nature, you're literally experiencing what it felt like to be our ancestors, mm. tribally dancing around this frequencies and the speakers that are now super tuned. Like they have it dialed in now. Like sound is so amazing now than it was 20, 30 years ago, 20 years ago when I was going to shows and it was just so loud before. Now it's loud, but it's not loud where you can't talk in front of a speaker. They actually dial it in so that the sound you're hearing is so beautiful and so tuned that it's absorbing properly into your system and you're not like overwhelming your ears and your body with this energy. You're actually, um, it's drawing you in instead of pushing you away, so to speak. Um, mm -hmm. They have that, you know, there's a, a thing, you know, loudness is not necessarily better. Like when you have two people on a dance floor, you don't need to have at the same volume you do when you have 500 people on a dance right. floor. So you want to draw people in like honey to bees, you know, bees to honey, you just use it with the sound to drop, drop people in that pushes them away. And that's what they do. And I, it would be like hours and hours and hours. I was dancing and I was like feeling the more I danced, the better I felt, the more, the better I felt, the more I wanted to do it. And I could not stop dancing at certain points. And I found a few DJs, one of them that I camped with, that was a really, really amazing DJ and he played all over and I just followed him everywhere and just kept enjoying these frequencies that were, making me feel so happy and so alive and just made me want to move and made me want to share this experience with other people. And so I, I really started to research primal medicine and what our ancestors did and how they felt better and what they used and why they used music. And I started to understand it was, it's just been passed down from the day we were you know on this earth. It was like humans and animals were using music a form of music organized sound on some level to communicate to bond and to alleviate stress and they would do it in all forms and fashions and from you know from the tribal aborigines using didgeridoos um to natives using um, drums that were carved out from a piece of wood and the skin of an animal with you know um a, 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 uh, tendoned around it and tightened so that it could be tuned. All of these things were used in tribal methods to induce a trance. And that's what I realized that was happening at these, at these festivals is they were inducing sort of a, a vibrational energy trance where everybody was in tune together. Everybody was like on the same energetic level and heart, their hearts were connected. And that's what I feel like really gave me the sustenance and the knowledge to keep 
moving forward and keep wanting to film at more electronic music festivals. And at first I really had followed that scene. I thought that was where my movie was going to be focused. And so I continued to keep going to more festivals, interviewing more DJs. And you know, it's, they, it also felt like DJs allowed you the chance to connect with them. Whereas a lot of musicians are on a stage and they're high up and you don't really have access to people. There's a lot of security at a show. There's like, I can't just walk up to Metallica and be like, Hey guys, you want to be in my movie? Um, it, it just doesn't happen. <laughs> right. But at Burning Man, you can walk up to DJ Dan afterwards when he's done with a set. I really love your set. I, I connected with it so much. Would you want to discuss, you know, maybe being in my film? Sure. It was that easy. And it maybe not have been easy for everybody, but I'm right. very ex extroverted and I like talking to people and I really wanted to connect because I really connected to their music and I could see who they were through their soul from putting out into the music. Like you can almost see someone and see color and you see energy from the music that they're playing and how mm. they're playing it and, and the energy they're putting out in the crowd. It's, it's, it's not just a entertainment value. It's really like a, a church where they're almost like a pastor or um, a, a leader of a, I don't want to say cult, but a, a leader, <laughs> a leader of a culture right. where you are feeling like this is a ceremony and I'm here to um, let go and to feel connected to others. And I'm here to praise being alive and praise the, the abundance of energy and the beautifulness that we have around us. That's why they, that's why they do it in these churches all over. You see it like them clapping and praising and singing to the Lord. Like they're singing to source. They're singing to the universe. I don't care yes. what you call it, but they're singing to all of all nature. They're singing to, we're all connected. They're, they're like the birds singing together. They're like the fish swimming together in harmony. Everything is balanced in harmony. And they sing with this, beauty between voices and, and, and they use instruments to um, accompany it in rhythmic patterns. So all of this information and research came from understanding our cultures and ancestors that were doing this long before we were. And, you know, when Pythagoras came around um, and people like that and Plato, you know, they were all using music as medicine in some form of fashion because they didn't have a pharmacy. There right. wasn't a way to go, get to feel better. You had to figure it out. And the only way to understand that was through your energy. And, you know, not everybody got it back then, but a few did. And people like Einstein and Plato and Aristotle and Tesla. And, you know, these people that came forward with these brilliant, you know, with exotic ideas about what power and sound and energy can do. They figured out and they tapped into you know, something really primal. And that's what I, I must have tapped into at that, you know, pyramid was very primal resonances that were making me feel better. It was making me, it was giving me some sort of conscious awareness of what was happening. And our brains are like a giant antenna and we're, we're tapped in and tuned in. And when you really do tap in and you do tune in, I call it downloads. I just get these downloads where it's like, it's literally like we're a computer and I'm just Beep, I hit I hit the download button and I'm downloading all this information. I don't know how it's coming and flowing through me, but it is. And I'm so grateful that it does. And sometimes you have to decipher that information when it's, you have to refrag the hard drive, so to speak, and figure out Absolutely. what that information was. And that's really what it was. I had a bunch of information to figure out. And the more it opened up, the more, um, the more I was open to information and allowing it to come in, the more it would show me. And of course, you know, when, when you start to realize that the internet connects people all over the world and someone that is here 
in LA that's the same person that's feeling something, the same exact thing in Chicago and the same person that's feeling the same thing in South Africa and the same person that's feeling something in the UK. Like we're all feeling the same thing. And there's this collective consciousness that we're all tapping into and we're understanding that uh, we're, we're antennas and we're just this vibrational field of energy that is absorbing information, processing information and giving information. And so, um, in this matrix of life, I've learned uh, that there's a lot of information on the web and some of it's not, you know, accurate, but there's a lot of accurate stuff and there's people all over the world feeling the same way and you can now connect with that. And I think that's what also gave me the ability to to do this movie at the right time was our available information and the science that's been done. You know, we've done a lot of science since, um, since computers and microscopic uh, cameras and technology has come so far we're able now to to see things and to molecularly see things much better than we were 20, 30 years ago. So vibrational atoms mean a lot more to people on the scientific level than they did 20, 30 years ago. They see yeah. how they interact and how they respond and how frequency is the key. It's the one thing that sound can do is pretty much move matter, create matter, um, form patterns, and these patterns in life are found all over the place. You know, frequency forms pattern. You see it in the ability in a turtle shell, on a flower, on a cactus, on uh, from 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 far out macro and micro, out into the universe to all the way down to the starfish. You're seeing the same patterns show up over and over and over. A fractal design of beauty, beautiful patterns, and these patterns are formed from frequency. And when you start to see these patterns all over the place, you start to understand there's everything's connected. And, and um, that was just a big, big rabbit hole of information that all made sense after you start to piece it together a little bit. Yeah. So then when you had, and you were doing all this research after, and you took that deep dive, you know, into why is this happening? You know, what are the, uh, the mechanics behind it and, and why am I starting to feel better? And historically, you know, over a period of time, you know, looking at, at all of these people that have paved the way and the studies that they had, um, and, and coming to these awarenesses and realizations like, Hey, there's something here. Um, did you start to seek out other means of, uh, music therapy, sound healing and vibrational medicine? Did you open yourself up to any practices, uh, you know, to, to assist with, with your own healing? The beautiful part about our festivals, and I say ours is the most, the more conscious festivals, the ones that you found and I find in nature and the ones that have a lot of electronic music and in beautiful places, they often have um, what's really nice that other festivals don't have, and this is a really, really beautiful part of it, is that they have workshops, they have sound therapy sessions, they have um, different ways for you to connect with other people and not just on the dance floor. And it's That's really beautiful. nice. And it's they sometimes teach people how to cook, they sometimes teach people yoga, um, they have meditation classes, and they're all free. Once you're at the festival, you just go up and show up. And it's it's so nice. And you, it's a really nice way to meet people. It's a nice way to feel um, a community resonance with other people. And it's a nice way to support and also contribute. If you, if you are excelling in any of these areas, you can start bringing that to the table as well. And, and that's what people do. They step up and they're like, hey, I'm really good at yoga. I can teach a yoga class. And all of a sudden, you know, you have a whole class of people have come to your, to your yoga class. And then when you're 
when you leave the festival, now you have a whole bunch of clients. That's and, amazing. Um, it's a really nice experience for people that want to be part of something and want to help contribute. And and uh, everybody benefits. And so I started doing a lot of sound therapy sessions at some of these um, festivals. And I got, you know, it helped me because when I'm going to dance and then I'm going to relax and just lay on, on the grass uh, and, and receive some sound therapy. Yeah. And I didn't, you know, you don't know about this at first. When you first have it, it's like, what is going on? <laughs> I've, I've, I've had, I've had, uh, you know, different experiences before massages, acupuncture, but when you receive sound therapy like that, it's so different than anything you've ever had. And I try to tell people who've never experienced it. And it's like telling people to go to Burning Man who've never experienced it. They just look Rep at you with cross eyes and go, I have no idea what you're talking about. I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> And I would go to Chicago where my parents live and I'd be like, you got to go try sound therapy. And they're like, what? A sound bath. And they, they just look at me glazed with this glazed look in my eye. What, what are you smoking? Yeah. And, <laughs> and, and, uh, and when I started to really get more serious about it and I ended up doing a TED talk in 2018, which really helped me get some accolades because until then I would talk about it with people and they would be like, mm -hmm, yeah, sure. Yeah. All right. Uh-huh. And I'm like, okay, but this is the sound of, this is the medicine of the future. I promise you like sound will be bigger than you actually realize. It's not just for, for listening purposes. It's not just for entertainment and people could not understand what I was talking about. But as soon as I somehow did a Ted talk about it and I was able to put it in a nine minute summary of my crash to now, and uh, my purpose, they get it. And yeah. um, it's really nice to see when, you know, it takes a little bit sometimes for people to understand something. So um, it can be esoteric. It can be a little woo-woo, I guess, at some points. Um, but it's what you decide to put into it and how you decide to look at it. And uh, when you do look at things scientifically and you start to understand how things function um, scientifically, it does make more sense. Absolutely. And, and your, your Ted talk was absolutely brilliant. You know, and I watched that, like you said, you know, nine minutes, what you packed in, in that short period of time, not only did you tell your story, you had the visuals, you had the photos, you had, uh, you know, the, the whole journey leading up to, uh, you know, Burning Man and your experience there. And then, you know, sharing, uh, some of the, uh, you know, the scientific research and how sound facilitates healing. It, it truly is a really beautiful piece that you have done and that you have shared uh, with, you know, with the collective. So thank you for that, Michael. I mean, it, it was truly, uh, it was just uh, a, a beautiful piece. So when, when you did that, was that kind of like the, the launch pad for your, uh, for your documentary and where are things with the documentary and unfolding, uh, with that? No, it's actually, I started this documentary a year after my experience at Burning Man. I, I, I had the experience in 2013 Okay. And then 2014, I set myself a goal. I said, well, actually, it was about six months from then. I said, right after the burn, I said, and this was in August of 2013, I said, by January 2014, I'm going to start interviewing. and I'm going to start this movie. Like, this is it. And I already started planting the seeds up until then. 
And uh, I didn't know what was going to come of it. I just knew that I was going to start with some interviews, start with a story concept, and then see where it led me. And it's brought me to here now, which is 20, <laughs> 2021. And yeah. um, I'm here now with two Oscar-winning, Emmy-winning production companies um, that are supporting my film to help it get to the next level, which is Netflix and Amazon Prime and all that stuff to, to stream to the world. So I'm really blessed that it's come this far. It's just taken a long time. And I'm grateful that it's been a journey. You know, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm learning along the journey. I've met a lot of people along this journey, like yourself, who have gone through similar experiences. And it's really important to take your time I could have put this movie out years ago, but it wouldn't have been ready and it wouldn't have near um, the validity and uh, impactfulness that it will do when it does get come out now. So yeah. I'm really grateful that I have the people on board with me um, at Spring Films and Safari Films. Um, they're basically uh, the big time and they're really helping me, you know, formulate all the right things because it's a lot of work. It was a lot of energy just to get to where I am. I interviewed over 66 or 70 interviews already. And I, wow. you know, of course I won't use maybe, we probably will use 10 of those, maybe 12, 15, whatever it is. But we'll, we're, you know, all of that led up to getting me the information and to leading into more. And I can always use that stuff for, and we may use 30 seconds of all those pieces, who knows, but right. what, what the great part is, is that it's all led me to here and it's taught me a lot and it's given me the information and the, uh, the, the fuel that I need to get here. And um, now it's ready. We're, so we're, we're basically uh, trying to raise the rest of the money that we need to finish. Um, we're putting out grants and we're trying to get some grant money and we're also working towards getting a celebrity or two on board that are uh, related to sound therapy or music healing and helping um, their celebrity status to help, you know, uh, get more attention to the film. Absolutely. On purpose and on time. I and mean, that's one of the things that, you know, you and I have talked about before is just, uh, you know, timing is everything. And um, so with this, is there anywhere for our listeners uh, where they can go and they can support uh, the film and support the mission and the vision for being able to get this out there so we can share this? Yeah, please. We um, we really um, are trying to build a community and I'm doing it through the podcast series Heartbeats. And then the film is called Heartbeat. And you can go to heartbeatdocumentary.com or heartbeatthefilm.com or heartbeatthemovie.com. And it'll all take you to the same place. And uh, we would love you to subscribe there. And you'll get to see our newest teaser that just came out and uh, we actually used to get picked up um, and to get, you know, it's, it's a basically a promo piece that shows where we're going with this and how, how you can imagine what the film will be like when it's finished. So, um, yeah, you can please go to the website, check that out. Um, we're also on YouTube. I'd love you to subscribe to our YouTube channel um, because we're going to keep adding more and more people like yourself, John Stewart, who did a live stream um, sound experience for us the other day, as well as a podcast series. So we're trying to include all of this sound um, and music healing modalities in one place and through the website and through uh, YouTube, I'm going to keep promoting. That's amazing. It's, you know, it's, it's such a beautiful service that you're offering. What is it that you feel 
that we can do to support a more sustainable and harmonious co-creation uh, to where we can consciously evolve and become better stewards for our planet and uh, you know utilize this information that you're bringing to the forefront with this film and not only that just by the way that you live you know becoming you know connected with you and knowing you and and, and our friendship that's evolved one of the things that this is who you are at the very essence and at the very core uh, so what are some things that that you believe that we can do uh, to facilitate this moving forward? The best thing we can do is be real and be conscious of our actions and what we speak because our words and our energy carries a very, very powerful message in it. Um, that's why I'm really focusing my intentions and my positivity into this film and to being a good person and trying to just to be a good friend, be a good neighbor, look out for other people and like help other people without hurting yourself. Like you don't have to put yourself in harm's way to help others. You just do it and you do it with ease. And when everybody does that, we all rise up. And if we can all co-create together, like really think about, you know, sharing just anything with your neighbor or sharing anything with your friend It'll help them um, grow and help them become better at what they're doing. And then they'll do the same thing for you. And you could see how the world benefits and grows stronger and better together as we all just look out for each other. It's such a simple thing to do, really. And not having this this energy to like want to take over everything and just want to, I don't know. It's, it's a really yeah. beautiful thing when someone can step back and allow themselves patience to to help others but you know to, to look 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 at themselves and see what they're doing to make a change in themselves and and my change was how can i make myself open and aware uh more aware to my surroundings and then helping others through you know healing and, and feeling better with understanding about music and you know bringing people together and how that all feels it's such a simple thing but we all kind of overlook it sometimes so yeah. you just kind of come back to uh, back to one a little bit and, and and get grounded a little bit it's nice to to just share the simple things in life and to to look at you know why are we really here we're here to explore and and enjoy a beautiful human experience together why not make it fun why not do it together absolutely i mean that's that's really it and you know I, Every single word that you just stated is, you know, words to live by. And, uh, you know, if we allow ourselves to really receive the medicine that you just shared and become stewards of that, become advocates of it, be the living evidence of it and, uh, you know, and share with one another so that we can initiate and create a more sustainable and harmonious co-experience and co-creation uh, you know, for all, uh, it doesn't need to be that hard. It shouldn't be that hard. Uh, we have gotten to a point of where, you know, we've, we've created incredible things throughout this world. We have, uh, you know, birthed into existence, incredible, uh, ingenuity and inventions yet we have still not gotten that way within our psyche, within our behaviors, within, uh, and one of the things that you shared before really, really touched on that 
is that it all begins within. We recognize that we are better together, that we do have everything that we need right here, and that we begin to support each other, that we begin to lean in, that we become a little bit more vulnerable. And we begin to share these moments with each other and recognize, you know what? We all do look to the same sun. We all do drink from the same water supply. We all do walk of the same earth. We all do breathe the same air supply. This is pretty amazing. And why are we making it so difficult? Um, and one of the things that I wanted to ask you, Michael, before we wrap up too, is you you were talking about some of the, you know, the science that's out there, some of the, you know, the technologies that are out there, you know, to facilitate healing at a subtle energetic level. Can you share some of those uh, through some of your studies and through some of the, uh, you know, the experts that you have talked to of how sound is being used to initiate healing? Yeah, there's a lot of research that's been done in the last 10, 15 years and um, a lot with molecular biology that has been able to see energetic fields, um, you know, with with different um, sources and being able to see how energy gets trapped in certain parts of our body and where, how to release that sort of thing. And uh, it's beautiful. Like um, one of our... Uh, scientist uh, researchers that I interviewed was Eileen McCusick and she works with tuning forks and the basic of all tools is the tuning fork and this goes back as far as the Egyptian period or even farther there and um, these tuning forks are used now in subtle ways where they can actually uh, when you're laying on a bed and she uses this tuning fork she goes about our energy field is about uh, reaches about five to six feet far from our body outside of our heart. And she uses these tuning forks and it's got tuned in enough where she can tell from moving through different parts of the body where there's um, a stuck resonance or where there's some sort of stress. And the, the tuning fork changes in pitch <clears throat> as she's doing this. And mm. she's, she's learned how to tap into the energetic field find this frequency that's a little bit out of pitch or out of tune through the tuning fork. And then she calls it the click drop, click drop and drag method where she'll find that, uh, that uh, frequency that's a little bit off in the body and move it to a meridian or a chakra that has uh, good flowing ability. And it basically puts the energetic flow through that chakra and flushes it out back throughout the body. And she does this in different areas of the body and takes a little bit of time and practice. But she said within one session, um, you could feel like a brand new person, like things that have been stuck and lodged since birth um, could be removed that way. And, and that's just one method, but there's yeah. so much technology that's available now. And she's not really big into the, some of the technology things, but it doesn't mean that they don't work because what right. we've learned from from so many of these uh, re sound researchers and scientists is that not one thing works for one person. So what works for one person may not work for another. And it's good to try all the modalities and seeing what works best for you. And it's just like food, right? Some food, you know, gives you the energy you need and some food will drag you down and give you an allergy. So just like that with the frequency, everything is frequency. So finding the frequency that's working for you, that's going to help alleviate maybe stress or give you some sort of fulfillment and dopamine and oxytocin and melatonin um, releases so that you're feeling better and it, it triggers um, 
certain enzymes in our body and our brain and our heart to be released. And these hormones are, are sometimes really healthy hormones and sometimes they're not. So yeah. it's, it's really utilizing frequency and sound and vibration, not just hearing it, but being able to feel it physical acoustic. And they have different um, uh, technologies like Subpack. Uh, there is a bed that you can lay on called the Sound Lounge vibrant acoustic sound lounge and it produces vibration through the entire body and you wear headphones and you can lay there for from 15 minutes to a couple hours and be taken to another place where it literally feels like you have zero pain in your body and if you do this every day you do start to feel a big difference and you notice the biggest difference when you don't feel good yeah. i realized uh, when you when you do things on a daily basis and you're just feeling good you you just you don't really think much of it. But when you don't feel good or when you're going through something and then you utilize one of these modalities and it alters your being quickly without any sort of side effect, that's the that's the that's the key and that's the one part where I can't even it's like magic. It's yeah. it's almost like magic. You can't <laughs> formalize some sort of session to know that it's gonna happen like that. It literally just it's something that just kind of works. It's just like the dance floor. Like you don't know when you're going to go to that dance floor and when you're going to be dancing for those amount of hours, all of a sudden you're going to walk away feeling like a whole new person. And it can't, you can't just say that's going to happen every time because it doesn't happen every time, Absolutely. but it does over time and utilizing all these modalities really does work. And it's just a combination of them sometimes, sometimes just one, but I highly recommend trying a bunch of different things from sound baths to these sound beds, um, there's the Integrachon here in Joshua, California, Joshua Tree. Mm -hmm. It's a really unique sound dome that was built in the middle of the desert. And it's unlike anything anyone's ever seen. It's the most perfect the, uh, acoustic sound dome in the world. And uh, the sound baths that take place there are revolutionary and give you a sense of what I'm talking about when I say that you leave your body and you go to another place because it's so powerful. And um, sometimes it's the location. Sometimes it's the, you know, the acoustics. Sometimes it's the intention. Um, all of these things play variables into this. And, and sometimes it's the instruments or that are being played that we tap into. Um, and sometimes, you know, just because it's a sound bath doesn't mean it's being run by someone that knows what they're doing. So it's another thing to be careful of that. Um, you can also hurt people with sound as much as Absolutely. you can help them. So the intentions that's going into it, just like going to a festival, you know, what's the festival about? Why are they doing it? Were they throwing it with it? You know, obviously people want to make money. That's one thing because they can continue to do it. But are there morals and ethics of that, you know, just about money or are they really about to have people together and create a community and, and to uh, formulate a, a better sense of self, um, you know? These are all the things to look at. And, and when you go to a sound bath, you know, make sure that they know what they're doing and that they've been doing this for a while. And uh, I really recommend just looking out for things you're attracted to that make you feel good, right? It's yes. all about feeling good. And sometimes uh, some of these sounds and tones aren't feeling good at the time. They're working through the body and they're getting stuff out. And all of a sudden that tone may sound good later on. So giving yourself patience and, and uh, opening up to things is really important, but also being aware of your energetic boundaries and, and, and what could cause you to feel stressed. And it's, it's a whole thing when you start to understand energy a little bit more and 
how the people that you hang out with, the music that you listen to, um, when you sleep, and and paying attention to things, um, becoming more consciously aware of energy is really important. I think that's what what my message is all about. Really, it comes down to frequency and music bringing us together, but ultimately, it's understanding energy, your energy. And how the world and earth works with energy and being able to tap in and be in flow and not be stressed, not have resistance. Um, all of these things start to come into play when you start to focus on this stuff. It's it's quite interesting and natural, but at the same time, it feels, I can see from the outside looking in, it would be awkward to talk about with somebody, but once you start experiencing it, you go through it, you realize how, what you eat, how you sleep, who you hang out with, the job that you have, the music that you listen to, all play a big role in how we feel day to day and how we end up becoming later on in life. So it's, a, it's not a miracle, but it's very, very interesting how you choose what you choose and how you want to become, you know? Absolutely. I mean, it's, uh, you know, you really nailed it with, you know, it's a choice. And, uh, and I love that you brought it into a holistic experience. You know, because that's that's truly what it is, is the choices that we make and, and how we engage, how we interact, what we choose to uh, include in our experience, what we're saying yes to, what we're saying no to, what our, what our intention is, uh, you know, from a level of integrity, uh, you know, it's very important. And uh, I love how you brought up, you know, that sound can also be be damaging as well. I mean, sound, sound has been used in, in war. Uh, you know, we have depth charges. Uh, it could be used as a weapon. Uh, so it is very important how we look at how we're utilizing sound, frequency, tonality, the way that we use our voice, you know, how, how we communicate with others, uh, you know, our natural vibrancy. So I love that you really brought awareness to that and how you were talking about, you know, being consciously aware of our experience. Um, is there anything else that you would like to share about your journey, about the, uh, about the documentary or about the podcast, any, anything that you want to share with the audience that you feel that we didn't tap into? No, just, uh, you know, tune in when you can and try to, you know, support people that are doing stuff like this, you know, check in with, people that are making films or making music that's helping people heal. It's it's something that I wasn't even aware of a long time ago, and now I'm more conscious of it. So I'm really focused on like uh, listening to Jonathan Goldman, for instance, when I go to sleep at night, uh, or some meditation music. While I'm sleeping, it really helps. I'll just put it on and, and take, takes me to another place, whereas you know, sometimes people need a fan or some sort of loud sound. But if you put on some intentional, good healing music, uh, while you go to sleep at night, I kind of recommend that. Or, um, you know, just I've been doing, you know, meditation type stuff like that really helps. But, uh, you know, definitely please share um, what we're doing with the movie. Please share um, anything that you feel like is going to help other people learn and inspire someone else. It's it's really just the nature of sharing is getting them inspired and amped up to uh, to help them and to see what you know, other people can benefit from. And this movie and this podcast series mean a lot to me. It's, it's something that I wake up every day with the, the um, energy to, to share with the world about what I'm doing and to get people on board because it's fun and it also is educational and it, it's bringing awareness to people that never thought about stuff like this before. Yeah. Can you do me a favor for the audience? Can you share your websites once again? 
Absolutely. It's www.heartbeatdocumentary.com or heartbeatthefilm.com, as well as our YouTube channel. Um, you just type in Heartbeat Documentary and uh, the YouTube will pop up. So um, please subscribe where you can. We definitely like to have as many people involved with what we're doing and following along and seeing the progress of our film and uh, being able to check out uh, wonderful podcasts like John Stewart and Jonathan Goldman and uh, all the greats that are coming up because there's a lot of uh, very cool people doing very cool things. And we're trying to make light of all that and show people um, about all these people, you know, that we can we can bring to the world without, you know, it's it's hard to, to advertise yourself, but it's nice when somebody else does it for you. So uh, just as I want to do for you, and I see that you're doing it for me to help get this message out, if we can all share the message and all spread the word, it really helps a lot. And and just look how things go viral sometimes from just a few people sharing it all of a sudden, everybody's sharing it. And if I can get that to happen with Heartbeat and I can see people starting to benefit through music and we don't have things like Woodstock 99 happening anymore, that'll make me a happy person. Yeah, <laughs> it's not that I want the festival to happen. <laughs> I just want it to happen with best, better intentions. Right, right. And, absolutely. And people will walk away feeling better about themselves than they went in. And, and that's what the miracle of some of these festivals and being around music can do is it really lifts your spirits. It bonds you with people that are just like you and that want the same things. And uh, it's it's something that I wish everybody could experience is that that energy and that love and that emotion. Life changing experiences. Absolutely. And, uh, you know, thank you so much for being here, Michael. It's, it's truly an honor just to have you on here to share your story. Uh, just, you know, from the the accident that you had in and of itself and then your journey through healing with it. And how sound, uh, you know, you were sharing, I mean, you were a musician, you know, you're in a rock band, you'd been writing music, you have been, you're no stranger to music. But then when you found yourself in this experience through a traumatic event, and then started to, uh, to delve deeper into what's going on, uh, you know, on a cellular level, what's going on, uh, within my, within my body and my mind and my body and my spirit. And then having that experience and then sharing it, uh, through your, through your gift of film and through your passion. And that's what shows it radiates, it exudes. Uh, like I said, it's, it's who you are and getting to know you and, and, you know, developing a friendship with you, uh, has been one of the greatest joys. Uh, you know, when we connected and started sharing our stories, it's, it's, uh, there's so much overlap. And like you said, you know, when we share the message amplifies, that is what this reverberations podcast is all about. Uh, so please, you know, if, if there was anything that, uh, came forward for you, definitely share heartbeat, the film, all of Michael's, uh, information, uh, that he had brought up the podcast, share that with your social media, you know, share it with your network, bring it up in conversation. If somebody's talking about the power of sound or if they're having an issue that, you know, they're not able to move through or to push through or some of their healing modalities or whatever it is that they're working with just isn't getting them to that point. And you feel that. Hey, you know what? I heard about this podcast or I heard about, you know, uh, you know, sound being able to facilitate some healing at a cellular level, at a subtle energetic level. This might be something for you. 
just to bring about the awareness. Because once you become aware of something, then things start to unfold. That snowball effect begins to happen. If there's anything that I can offer uh, for all of our listeners is at the end of this, think of one, two, three people that might benefit from anything that Michael had shared today and reach out to them and say, hey, you know what? I heard you talk about this. Check this out. Go over to heartbeatthefilm.com. Go over to YouTube and look up Heartbeats documentary and just allow that message to reverberate. And let's see how far that this message can reverberate throughout our human experience, throughout all in creation. Uh, so Michael, once again, uh, just truly an honor to have you here on the Reverberations podcast. And uh, I'm looking forward to sharing much more down the road. So thank you. Deep gratitude and tremendous amount of love for you and all that you are up to. Thank you, John Stewart and Reverberations. I love your podcast. I love your intentions and what you're sharing with the world. And so please keep uh, keep doing what you're doing. It's it's a pleasure to know you and call you a friend. And I'm so grateful for Candace to, to connect us together because we are like brothers from another. And I'm so <laughs> grateful for, you know, for you having me on your show. It's been so much fun. And uh, what we're doing for each other is just, it's a blessing. So thank you so much. Keep sharing, keep spreading the love and the energy and the good vibrations with all the world. It's just, uh, we're going to keep doing it. We're, we're already doing it. And so it's it's just fun doing it more. And Absolutely. All that's to come and all that we've, we're doing for each other. So thank you. You're so welcome. And, you know, the pleasure is mine. Just looking forward to sharing in the journey. Brother, love you, man. And uh, again, thank you for being on here and sharing your story with everyone, sharing your gifts that you have. And uh, once again, to everyone that is out there listening, remember, we are better together. Have an amazing day. Seeking beyond trying to find the way out of the dark into light for a hope that we